Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, October 18th, and we start with local news. Two juveniles have been arrested and charged with terroristic threats following a disturbing social media post which showed an image of multiple firearms with threats of targeting Columbia Central High School, Murray County Sheriff Bucky Rowland confirmed in a statement on Monday. At approximately 10.15 p.m. on Sunday, October 15th, the Sheriff's Department announced they had identified and located the two individuals responsible for the post, which had been circulated online. Because they are juveniles, the names were not released. Thanks to the quick work of our patrol division, we were able to identify and locate the two individuals that are responsible for the social media post. They've been taken into custody, Murray County Sheriff's Department said. Murray County Public Schools Communications Director Jack Cobb said the district is thankful that the individuals were located. We're thankful that the Murray County Sheriff's Department was able to uncover who was behind it and that all the students are safe, Cobb said in a statement. This is not the first time Columbia Central High School has received threats. In May, the school went on lockdown after a call came in reporting an active shooter at the facility, which proved to be a hoax. The Tennessee Department of of Investigation, Bureau of Investigation rather, and the Columbia Police Department said that call appeared to be a pattern of calls taking place across the state. The Murray County Commission approved Monday a resolution that would terminate an existing tax incentive agreement with General Motors in order to enact a new agreement, a decision that sparked controversy among commissioners. The resolution passed 13-2, to a simple majority with six commissioners abstaining, terminating the existing 60% abatement as part of a payment in lieu of tax with GM in place for 38 years. However, upon termination, a new pilot agreement will now go into effect, extending stipulations of the original agreement, plus a tax break on the new GM paint facility and a separate pilot with Altium Cells. Altium Cells, a branch of South Korean company LG Solutions, leases property located at the GM plant, visible from Highway 31. Commissioners debated about whether to terminate the old agreement for over an hour. Some commissioners agreed that the new agreement, devised and approved in 2020 by the Industrial Development Board and state officials, should be upheld whether current commissioners like it or not, based on a legal perspective. The train has left the station, Commissioner Gabe Howard of District 8 said. Several commissioners agreed. This is not how honest people work, Ray Jeter, District 8 said. I don't like the deal either, but the deal is done. I thought this is not the greatest deal that's ever been done, but it does bring in money to the county, he said. Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt conveyed a firm warning to commissioners about the consequences of not terminating the existing agreement. We have worked this over the coals for a long time now, Butt said, adding she doesn't love the agreement either. The fact of the matter is we have made agreements. GM have invested billions of dollars on the IDB's word. Going back on that will only cost us exponentially in court. It's not just about this business. We have given the authority to the Industrial Development Board on this, and the answer is yes, she said. Previously, the county commission gave the Industrial Development Board the authority to make decisions regarding tax incentives for companies. In 2020, the GM deal was devised by the IDB and state economic officials. We are making a bad mistake if we decide to take back what we've already given, Mayor Butt said. If you don't want any more growth in industry over the years... We won't get it if this doesn't pass, she said. 
Commissioner Kenny Morrow of District 7 said he wishes the terms of the original contract could be severed. 40 years is long enough, Morrow said, who explained he supports a tax break for the new GM paint shop in Altium Cells, but not the extension of the 38-year incentive contract with GM. I can't in good conscience vote for this because I have too many constituents who want this to end, he said. Commissioner Aaron Miller of District 7 agreed. That's part of the job to face a lawsuit or not. We need to be voting on the merits as we see them. I don't like the thought of locking this in over several more decades, he said. Kevin Markham of District 9 addressed previous IDB board members speaking out on the issue, which was an action permitted by the board committee last Monday. They lost their opportunity to argue their point when they resigned from the IDB, Markham said. After asking for clarification on the resolution, Jerry Breidenbaugh of District 9 also agreed with staying the course by advocating for the approval of the termination. We are referred to as the Murray County Commission, Breidenbaugh said, whether now or in 2022, 2020 rather, we are obligated to honor that contract, he said. He also pointed out that at one time, GM implied that all buildings would be hidden behind the hills, criticizing the massive presence of Altium, the Altium building on Highway 31. Jerry Strand of District 1 defended GM's presence in the community. I can't complain about them being in this community and supporting families for generations, he said. Mean old General Motors spent a whole lot of money based on an agreement, he said. After over an hour of debate, there was a motion calling for for the question to cease all discussion to vote on the resolution, but that motion failed. County Finance Director Doug Luconan emphasized that GM is considered the top taxpayer in the county, and if the company looks weaker, it could hurt the county's overall Moody's credit rating and interest rate. If GM looks weaker, if GM looks stronger, it affects our interest costs, Luconan said. The fight that would come is cost of litigation. What we could lose is much more than what they could lose, he said. Apex Recovery held their grand opening yesterday on Trotwood Avenue in Columbia. Front Porch Radio's Mary Susan Kennedy attended the ribbon cutting and spoke to Dr. Matthew Bruin to learn more about what services they offer. Good morning. This morning I'm at the ribbon cutting and grand opening of the Apex Recovery, which is located on Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. Apex Recovery is what is known as a dual diagnosis treatment program, and it creates individualized plans for patients struggling with substance abuse and mental health. I'm speaking with Dr. Matthew Bruin, the CEO of Apex Recovery. Congratulations. Tell us more about your services. Thank you so much. First of all, we are so pleased to be here in Columbia and in greater Tennessee, uh, middle Tennessee in general. Um, Our services uh, really focus on the epidemic that's upon us in this country. Um, As we've known both through the COVID crisis and also really predating that, the the country has faced itself with many, many mental health problems in conjunction with rising rates of overdoses and substance use disorders or substance dependency. Apex works through evidence based practice and also through medical treatments to help patients who struggle with both mental health disorders and with substance use disorders. 
Apex Recovery offers 70 beds, and we take people, both men and women, uh, over the age of 18 into our facility. We provide medically-assisted detoxification services and then residential and outpatient services. This gives people a place to heal, to reconnect, to learn, and uh, hopefully get past the disorders that are facing them over a 30-day and longer process. That's just amazing. And how would individuals or families contact y'all or learn more about your services should they feel that they need them? So there's a couple ways uh, potential patients and families who need support can contact us. Uh, Our corporate office is located in Franklin, and our call center is there as well. You can reach out to that number at area code 615-461-0206, or you can reach us on our website, which is www.apextn.rehab. Again, www.apext.rehab. Thank you so much. And I know our community is so appreciative of y'all providing this invaluable service here locally. So again, this is Mary Susan Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Columbia City leaders voted this month to rename one of its fire stations after former Mayor Barbara Earwood McIntyre, honoring her many years of service as a leader and influence. The Columbia City Council was joined by McIntyre's surviving family members on Thursday to vote on the resolution, which would rename Fire Station Number 3 just off Bear Creek Pike at 705 Firefighters Drive after her. This happens to be something even more meaningful for the former mayor, someone who I was fortunate enough to know as a kid, Mayor Chaz Mulder said. Mayor McIntyre, in a large part, was the reason where, when I was a kid, I had that seed planted to want to get involved in public service, he said. McIntyre's life of service to Columbia began in 1963 after she became the first general manager of Holiday Inn, the largest hotel chain in the United States. McIntyre was later elected as the city's first female vice mayor, serving from 1974 to 78. In 1990, she was elected as Columbia's first female mayor and was re-elected in 1998, serving two more terms. In addition to her career as a public official, McIntyre also served on numerous boards and committees, including the Murray County Chamber of Commerce, Tennessee Municipal League, Tennessee Commission on Aging and Disability, Leadership Murray, Center of Hope, Boys and Girls Club of Murray County, Duck River Agency, and more. McIntyre was also the recipient of many distinguished awards, including the Liberty Bell Award, the Lucille Queener Courtney Service Award, the Woman of the Year by the Business and Professional Women's Club, Governor's Award for Community Service, the Eagle Wings Award for Government, a Paul Harris Fellow by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, and the George F. Hickson Fellowship by Columbia Kiwanis Club. McIntyre died August 9th of 2016. Other council members shared their memories of knowing McIntyre, including Councilwoman Debbie Wiles, who said this dedication is not just for her, but the impact the family has had on the community. This honors the longevity of this family in this community and contributes to the very reasons why we love it so much, Wiles said. I cannot tell you the joy this brings to me. Barbara was a wonderful lady, she said. Vice Mayor Randy McBroom said some of his fondest memories were being young and gathering with friends at the Holiday Inn on the weekends. McIntyre was also responsible for appointing him to his first board. I went from the advisory board for construction to now being up here as vice mayor, and I always remember she treated me so nice and kind, McBroom said. She always had a smile on her face, and I love this family. 
McIntyre's son-in-law, John Earwood, concluded by thanking the council for its tribute. We appreciate this, and I've often said that if everybody had a mother-in-law like Barbara, there wouldn't be any mother-in-law jokes. He said, we really appreciate this. Millions of dollars in federal funding are coming to Spring Hill thanks to continued efforts by the City of Spring Hill Fire Administration. On October 2nd, the Board of Mayor and Aldermen approved a resolution to accept the Staffing for Adequate Fire and Emergency Response, or SAFER, grant awarded by the Federal Emergency Management Association. This grant would fund employment for 13 new firefighters. Spring Hill Fire Administration applied for the $3.1 million grant in March and was awarded the grant on September 15th. Monday's Board of Mayor and Aldermen vote was to accept the grant funding, which it did unanimously. According to a press release, the purpose of the Safer Grant Program is to provide funding directly to fire departments to assist in increasing the number of firefighters to help communities meet industry minimum standards and attain 24-hour staffing to provide adequate protection from fire and fire-related hazards and to fulfill traditional missions of fire departments. With the award of this much-needed safer grant, Spring Hill Fire Department will operate more safely and efficiently by increasing and maintaining a minimum staffing of four persons on each fire apparatus, which means national standards and industry best practices, Fire Chief Greg Temple said. At Monday's Board of Mayor and Alderman meeting, Spring Hill paramedic Nicholas Kolasar shared his appreciation for the city's willingness to accept the grant, how it will solve staffing problems within the department, and provide a safer city to Spring Hill residents. I want to show appreciation on behalf of the 54 members that I represent with the Spring Hill Firefighters Association, Kolasar said. Tonight, you guys are going to be voting on the SAFER grant, which will employ 13 firefighters at one time. That's historic for this department in the 20-some years of its existence, and those tools are going to give us better service to provide citizens with. On behalf of all of us, I wanted to express that gratitude. This is not only changing our department, but changing the way we do things, and that's a good thing. It's changing the way we train, changing us having to create a fire academy for these people in-house. So all of those changes are great, and we can't thank you enough up there for allowing us and allowing the chief to apply for the SAFER grant, he said. The $3.1 million grant will cover all pay and benefits for the 13 newly hired firefighters during the operational period. This is projected to cover the current staffing deficit within the department, one of many issues the city has tried to resolve regarding its first responder teams. This also includes plans to build a new fire hall at Duplex and Buckner Road in conjunction with the I-65 interchange, as well as continued efforts to supply efficient equipment, trucks, and other personnel to improve operations. Sergeant Jennifer Dalton of the Columbia Police Department has been named the City Employee of the Month. WKOM-WKRM's Delk Kennedy caught up with Sergeant Dalton and spoke to her about what she does best. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I'm with Sergeant Jennifer Dalton of the Columbia Police Department. Sergeant Dalton was recently named Employee of the Month by the City of Columbia, Tennessee. Her being Employment of the Month cites her outgoing personality, to which I can personally attest, <laughs> and she teaches an active tacker response course and does many other things. Sergeant Dalton, congratulations. Thank you. It's a great honor. I'm really happy to have received it. Tell us a little bit about the active attacker response course. Okay. That class is basically what used to be called active shooter response. 
It's no longer just active shooter because, as we know, people do attack other ways. So now it's called active attack class. It's basically taught about self-awareness, knowing how to react, knowing what you need to do in a situation, and being aware of your surroundings. Now, is this course available to groups or organizations here in Columbia? It is. It's available to anybody that wants me to teach it. Just give me a call, and we'll see what we can work out. I love teaching the class. I'm very passionate about it. I also see that you recently visited the Graymere Church of Christ preschool group, showed them your police car, introduced them to a police officer. It looked like the children and you were having a great time. Tell us about it. That's always fun. The kids are so much fun. Their smiles when they see the police car, their fascination with the lights, crawling around inside the car. It just No matter what kind of day you're having, when you're around those cute little kids, you cannot have a bad day after that. It's a lot of fun. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm with Sergeant Jennifer Dalton. She was recently named Employee of the Month for the City of Columbia. Sergeant Dalton, congratulations. Thank you. And if you don't mind, I'd like to also mention that I teach another class called RAD. It's called Rape Aggression Defense. That's also available for for women only. It's also another class that I teach. And if you're interested, give me a call. Okay. So any group or group of ladies or whoever can uh, contact you for the, it's called RAD. Tell me what that stands for once more, please. It's called Rape Aggression Defense. Rad for short. Okay. Again, Del Kennedy Front Porch Radio with Sergeant Jennifer Dalton, Employee of the Month for the City of Columbia, and just uh, a person who's doing wonderful things. Sergeant Dalton, again, congratulations. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Frankie Albright Church, 85, died Sunday, October 15th at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville. Funeral services for Mrs. Church will be conducted on Friday, October 20th at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in St. John's Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Thursday, October 19th from 5 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Martha Kinzer Lord, 81, passed away October 12th after a long illness. A memorial service for Mrs. Lord will be conducted on Sunday, October 22nd at 3 p.m. at Williamsport United Methodist Church. Burial will follow in Williamsport Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Sunday from 2 p.m. until the time of the service at the church. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a high of 72 degrees. Winds will be out of the south at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly to mostly cloudy skies with a low of 53.
Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. And now the best man. Uh, I was going to plan this speech out while I got my oil change, but I went to take five and it was a lot faster than I thought. So here he goes. Okay. Tim, you were my first friend. Angela, you were my first. (laughs) Yeah, I never thought the two of you would make it, but I guess love really is blind. No, no, no. I mean in a good way. At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay in your car 10-minute oil change. Your home is your biggest investment. Getting the most for it when it comes time to sell is important. At The Way Realty, we help you get more by providing all our clients with a full-service real estate company. At no extra cost to you, we help you prepare your house to look its best with home staging, landscaping, professional pictures, marketing on all the major websites, touch-up repairs, and home inspection repairs up to $700. Get more with The Way Realty by reaching out to us to see what we can do for you and to find out the market value of your home. Visit us today at thewayrealtytn.com. Call us at 931-580-4669 
or stop by our showroom at 800 Hatcher Lane, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrelis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennessee elected officials are calling for ending humanitarian aid for Palestinians and barring Palestinian refugees from the United States as Israel prepares for ground invasion into Gaza. The statements from U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn and Representative Andy Ogles came just one week after the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel killed approximately 1,400 people, as well as wounding thousands more and resulting in the kidnapping of more than 100 people who were taken into Gaza. American citizens were among the dead, wounded, and kidnapped, and President Joe Biden pledged critical assets to Israel in the form of military aid and increased U.S. military presence, calling the attack pure, unadulterated evil. As first reported by Breitbart, Ogles and Representative Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin introduced the Guaranteeing Aggressors Zero Admission Act, or Gaza Act, which would prevent anyone with a Palestinian Authority passport from being issued a visa and would prevent Palestinians from entering the U.S. through a humanitarian parole system, which allows for the resettlement of refugees. At a time when the threat of terrorism is not only grotesquely on display, but being encouraged and justified, it is critical that we do our best to ensure the security of our nation, Ogles told Breitbart. The FBI is warning of increased threats of terrorism in the U.S., especially threats against both Jewish and Muslim communities. Republicans have used this threat to increase their criticism of Biden's immigration and national security policies at the U.S.-Mexico border, with Blackburn saying that an attack on our own soil isn't a matter of if, it's a matter of when. On Saturday, a 71-year-old Illinois man was charged with committing a hate crime after police said that he fatally stabbed a six-year-old boy and wounded the boy's mother because they are Muslims. Terrorism is believed to be a motive in several recent attacks around the world, including the shooting death of two people in Brussels and the stabbing death of a teacher in France. Blackburn has led calls for the United States to permanently freeze $6 billion in Iranian money, which had been frozen in a South Korea bank and became part of the negotiations in a prisoner swap that was completed between the U.S. and Iran in September. According to NBC News, the Biden administration is reserving the option to halt the access to the money, with Reuters reporting that an unnamed U.S. official said that Iran will not be able to access the funds for the foreseeable future. It is perplexing why this administration refuses to issue a formal decision to freeze the $6 billion, Blackburn said in a Tuesday news conference. Fellow U.S. Senator Bill Haggerty joined 23 other senators in introducing the Revoke Iranian Funding Act to permanently block Iran from accessing the money. Money is fungible, so Congress must do everything it can to deny all funds to the Iranian regime, which provides money, arms, and technology to the Hamas terrorists, Haggerty said in part. The USA should not be placing conditions on our support for Israel because of demands from the squad, Blackburn said, referring to progressive lawmakers who are calling for an immediate de-escalation and ceasefire in Israel and occupied Palestine, and for the Biden administration to prioritize sending humanitarian aid to Gaza. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Here we go. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. Comedian Pete Davidson will perform at the Ryman on December 29th at 7 p.m. Tickets for Davidson's comedy show will go on sale today, October 18th at 10 o'clock a.m. Davidson shot his first one-hour stand-up special for Comedy Central in 2016 and was named one of Forbes 30 Under 30 the same year. In 2020, he released the stand-up special Pete Davidson, Alive from New York. Davidson was listed as one of Time's 100 Most Influential People of 2022. He was also a cast member of Saturday Night Live from 2014 until 2022. You can find tickets for the show at www.ryman.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.